morning and welcome to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. I am the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, a church where God is moving and working and changing lives. And I'm also the founder of From His Heart Ministries. From His Heart is a national and international radio and television ministry heard every weeknight at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Well, today we want to talk about men of honor, being a man who is a man, uh, walks with God, who, who honors God, who glorifies God, and who fulfills the role that God gives him to make a difference in the next generation. Uh, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Our world today desperately needs men to step up, to stand up for husbands, for dads to be the men God wants them to be. And when there is no father in the home, we have a need for men to fill that gap. Well, today on the program, we have Wesley Wildman. Wesley is the vice president of outreach for the American Family Association. He's a Mississippi State University graduate with a degree in business administration. He writes for EngageMagazine.net, and he hosts the radio program uh, Share Truth, Apply Scripture, heard each weekend on American Family Radio. He is married to Chelsea, and they have three children ages six, four, and eight months, so he is a busy guy, and he is here today to talk about men of honor. Wesley, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Pastor Jeff, and I enjoy this a new uh, program on American Family Radio. I catch some of it at my desk throughout the week, and just appreciate your program, and I'm looking forward to spending a few minutes talking about this project, this program that AFA has created, Men of Honor. Yeah, tell us about that, Wesley. What is that all about? Yes, sir. So we I've been working full-time here uh, coming up on nine years in August, and in, in my time here at AFA, beside uh, in a lot of meetings, we've discussed a lot of issues, and we want to be proactive on as many of them as we can, and we have, and we've been very effective in a lot of ways. God's given us, uh, he's expanded our territory, he's given us the wisdom and the strength and and the courage to do a lot of good things in the process. Uh, we, it seemed to me like while we were fighting a lot of things and being successful in some ways, that it, uh, there was one thing that always that we always came back to at the end of just about a, a lot of the meetings, and that was the breakdown of the family. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and I've always said personally, this is Wesley's view, is that I believe, and I don't know where I get this number, I'm just throwing it out here, but I believe like 80, maybe 90% of uh this is just my, what I've experienced of the issues and that we face in America can be trickled back down to the breakdown of the American family. And I'll just give you some of these uh, statistics. These are very familiar to a lot of people, but for those that uh, have forgotten them or haven't heard them in a while, you're four times more likely, likely to live in poverty without a dad. You're more likely to suffer. And when I say without a dad, everybody has a dad. I mean a dad who's present in their life. And so uh, you're more likely to suffer emotional and behavior problems. You're more likely to go to prison, more likely to commit a crime, uh, far more likely to to have substance abuse, uh, obesity, and dropping out of high school. And these are just a very small fraction of the negative consequence that you get from, uh, not to mention a a worldview, a biblical worldview. So uh, there's a lot of issues with breakdown of the family. So uh, I have a huge heart for young men that do not have a, a godly man in their life. I did have one. So I've, I've seen visibly the, the impact that my dad, Tim Wildman, had on me. And then I've seen uh, growing up in, in public schools, I saw, I saw several young men on, in athletics that did not have that. And I saw how my parents brought them in. Uh, one particular gentleman lived with us for several years uh, because they were exercising what I'm about to talk about, men of honor, as far as mentoring and discipling young men. So... I came to AFA, uh, the leadership, and said, I think that AFA, I I would really like to see AFA be a part of the solution to the problem. Obviously, we do it on a small scale because we're we're local here in Tupelo, Mississippi, and we have a program called Men of Honor, and we provide a eight-week, eight-week discipleship or or training or program for young men ages 7 to 17 to teach them 
the Word of God. We teach them life skills. Uh, uh, and so it's just an eight-week eight program. We meet every Tuesday, one time a week. So we meet one Tuesday every week for eight weeks, and at the end of the summer we have a graduation ceremony. And how many kids are involved in that, Wesley? We, locally, we we average about 30 boys a summer, but we're hoping with uh, uh, the few different strategies of getting the word out there that we will uh, have a little more. But the good news is, the good news is, is that every time I talk about Men of Honors on the radio, I often get a, well, look, we live in Texas, we live in Kansas, we live in Arkansas, and so there's just no way that we'll be able to be a part of that is there any way you could send me the curriculum? Well, this is the first year I can say yes, absolutely. We have a curriculum for men of honor that's completely for free. We put it together over the last couple of months knowing that our local headquarters was coming up. Uh, and so you can go to afa.net, afa.net. At the top, there's a resource tab. Click it, and it will take you straight to the curriculum. The free, it's completely free, the curriculum. And as I was mentioning, Pastor Jeff, here at AFA, we want to not just be hearers of the word, but we want to be doers of the word. And we know that through this program, we have impacted uh, uh, hundreds of young men's lives over the last couple of years through the teaching of God's word and then taking the time to teach them something very practical in their life. Anything from uh, car maintenance, which would be changing a tire, air pressure, jumping off a car we do also do craftsman skills you know the safety of using a hammer a drill mm -hmm. uh we also do etiquette class where my mom allison wyman will come in and she'll teach us how to do uh the basics of having a meal a dinner time uh right. through etiquette and, and in addition we do that particular one right before our graduation ceremony at the end of the summer you know, it's interesting uh, about those basic life skills. <clears throat> Robert Lewis said in men's fraternity, he said, you know, his dad never taught him how to do some of that stuff, how mm -hmm. to change a tire, how to change the oil. And so he said when he went off to college, he always felt dumb and it made him <laughs> sure. angry because, you know, why didn't my dad teach me this? And mm. so I love the fact that it incorporates not only scripture, but just practical things that equip a guy to become a man. Absolutely. Hey, look, I left out one thing. We we eat good food at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> we eat good food and we have games. Uh, uh, we also take the time uh, of 15 minutes at the beginning before we get started to eat and to play games. I'm a firm believer that in sports, there's a lot of things that you can learn about being honest, about being on time, about being uh, about putting others before yourself. There's a lot of biblical lessons that can be taught through sports. And so uh, for the first 15 minutes, we'll play some games. It'd be uh, cornhole, basketball, and we just uh, believe in, uh, in giving that as an opportunity for us as uh, men who are helping out with Men of Honor to participate and build relationships with them. It's a wonderful program. You can find out a lot more details, and you can register if you're in the Tupelo area by going to afa.net slash events, afa.net slash events, and you can register there if you've got a young man between 7 and 17 that you feel would benefit from Men of Honor program here at our headquarters in Tupelo, Mississippi. Now, Wesley, are you seeing the, the kids that, that uh, are a part of this, are they more on the the seven-year-old range or more on the teenager range? Most of the ones that we've had over the last couple of years are between seven and ten. Okay. Uh, we have a couple teenagers, uh, but the percentage it definitely leans heavy on the younger uh, ones. The biggest challenge we've had over the last couple of years is the young men that need this program the most, that would benefit from it the most, uh, oftentimes don't have a ride. And so that's been yeah. a little bit of an unfortunate situation. Nonetheless, there's an asterisk that I have here that if that's ever a problem, I can't promise you that we'll have enough vehicles to pick everyone up, but I will certainly try, uh, meaning that I will ask the volunteers if they're passing by the area. So um, keep that in mind. Don't let If you're in the area, don't let that be a hindrance. Just contact me, and I'll do the best I can. Nonetheless, we're hoping that we have a lot of young men here. And again, what we're doing here at our headquarters is just trying to be an example of what you can do in your community and you don't even have to go download the free curriculum. I just did that because a lot of people were asking for it. In reality, you can do anything like I described on your own. And we're asking you just to make a conscious effort 
to invest in, as Second Timothy chapter two two tells us, it says this: What you have heard in the presence of me, presence, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so that's what we're trying to do. Also fulfilling the Great Commission, Matthew twenty eight sixteen through twenty. That's what we're trying to do here at AFA by investing in young men, knowing that that it's our responsibility to uh, fill in where others have left off. Well, and I think, uh, too, a lot, of, a lot of retired guys, guys yes. that are, you know, in their maybe late 60s, early 70s or whatever, but they just retired. I had a good friend of mine at Champion Forest Baptist Church in Houston. Uh, he, he, as soon as he retired, he signed up with the Big Brothers of Houston because oh, yes. he wanted to, you know, make a difference in the life of somebody that, that really needs uh, a father figure in his life. And so I would just encourage the guys listening, hey, uh, get something like that going at your church and get some guys, uh, older guys in in the congregation that can, you know, really latch on to this and say, hey, we'll be here. Uh, we can we can pick up kids and uh, we can love on the kids and we can show them what it means to be a, a man of honor. That's desperately needed today, isn't it, Wesley? Oh, it's needed so much. I've seen, uh, I've done this uh, even beyond the Men of Honor program. Prior to this, for 10 years, I served in some capacity in the summer with young men without dads. And so I've seen the desire and the hunger for a young man to actually, this, 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 sounds, counter, this sounds counter to human nature, but they actually do desire correction and guidance and structure because, now, do they, do they like the consequences of it? No, not always. <laughs> yeah. But they do desire that, and I believe that's because that that shows I showed them by telling them this is not right this is wrong I've showed them that I care about them and that I love them and that I want the best for them and so through this type of program it has provided a, just a void it's it's filled a void and I've seen that and I know that it is a um a huge impact for anybody to invest in someone's life and do not hesitate to help somebody point them in the right direction, even if they respond negatively at the beginning, you know mm-hmm. that you're doing it, to, one, to honor God and be obedient to the Scriptures, but two, you're doing it for the long-term impact. And so I've had young, several young men over the years come back to me and tell me how much they didn't like the consequence at the time of you know, of, this, of me correcting them, but nonetheless, long-term, they were appreciative of how I showed that I cared for them. So. Well, you know, the old phrase, hurting people hurt people, is really true. And a a kid that's grown up without a dad uh, is going to be an angry kid. And they don't even understand why they're angry, but, you know, they know they're they're missing something. And a a dad is such a key, key person in a child's life. And so, um, you know, if dad is gone, uh, you know, you face facts, okay, my dad's not coming back. But but there can be a godly man in, mm-hmm. in a kid's life that can really, really make a difference. And so uh, give that information again, Wesley, where someone can can go online and get that. Yes, sir. So if you're in the area of North Mississippi, we'd like to invite you this summer, the month of June and July, every Tuesday from 6 to 730. And you can register to be a part of the Men of Honor at afa.net slash events or... If you're looking, if you're outside and you aren't able, it's too far of a drive, you can go get our curriculum, our Men of Honor curriculum, at afa.net. Just click on the AFA resource tab at the top, and it'll take you right there to our curriculum. And uh, I just appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to let our folks know about this because uh, we understand just the value of of impacting the next generation to, to promote the biblical family. Amen. Thank you so much for being on, Wesley. And that is that is men of honor. And, and guys, we can make a difference. And ladies, too. Uh, but, but really, uh, guys stepping in the gap and being involved. We have a program at our church called Club 2911. And it's based on Jeremiah 2911. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And kids, especially kids in crisis, kids growing up in difficult times, they need to know that there's hope in the Lord. God is the God of hope, and uh, He's the God who can make a difference in our lives. So get involved, men of honor. We're going to take a quick, quick break. You're listening to Real Truth for Today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. Don't go away. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? 
Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health care sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service and Find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number, 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE, 833-44-BIBLE. Trump derangement syndrome was a virus that spread like COVID. And CNN decided, you know what? We're not going to do news coverage anymore. We're going to go full board against Trump. You're driving your business in the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think they should take this opportunity and go back to doing news instead of doing progressive propaganda. Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. Abby Johnson worked for years at Planned Parenthood, but one day she was asked to help with an abortion, and what she saw changed her mind and her life forever. I'm Charles Morris. We're going to Hollywood and we're going to be talking about the movie Unplanned on the next Haven Today. And that's what we're calling the program. Haven Today, weekday mornings at 4.30 Central on American Family Radio. Listen online at AFR.net. Paul writes, when one part of the body suffers, we suffer together. This is Bible League International, and the persecuted church around the world is paying a heavy price simply for following the Lord Jesus Christ. Warlocks burned down the home and shanty church that Emilio pastors in Chiapas, Mexico, near the border of Guatemala. And these male witches, they surrounded the homes of church members so they couldn't leave for two weeks. All of this because Christians oppose their pagan worship, but they lovingly share the gospel with those who persecute them. Listen, hundreds have come to Christ, and when I ask these heroes of the faith, how can we pray for you? They never say pray for an end to our suffering because they know God's working through it. What they pray for is that new believers will be able to endure and persevere under tremendous hardship. And you can do that when you can open your own Bible and be reminded of God's precious promises. So at $5 a Bible, will you pray about it and then make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. And God bless you for caring. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. We're talking about men of honor, being a man who walks with God and makes a difference. Men are critical in our world today, and especially fathers. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, Child rearing is a two-person job. It's, it's mom and dad. But the command and the responsibility that God gives to the family and to the training of the children is to the fathers. Hey, dads, you do this. You get your wife to help you. Obviously, she's, she's really in tune with, with that because she's kind of wired that way for the home and nurturing and that kind of thing. But uh, we have too many guys that uh, are absentee fathers. Either they leave the home um, or or their guys, as Robert Lewis said about his dad, my dad was there, but he wasn't there. He was always in the shadows. He just wasn't, he wasn't stepping up and he wasn't leading. And that made uh, a huge uh, detrimental impact in Robert Lewis's life. Robert Lewis is the man who came up with men's fraternity, and God has used him in such a great way over the years to strengthen men in this area of being a man of integrity, a man of courage, a man of honor, a man who rejects passivity, accepts responsibility, who leads courageously, and who expects a greater re- reward because God rewards those who are faithful to him. Well, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, such a great passage, verses 13 and 14, be on the alert, stand 
firm in the faith, act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. We need guys to step up to the plate and act like men, or as it says in some translations, play the man. Play the man. Don't, don't be a boy. Don't be a coward. Act like a man and be courageous. I was listening to an interview that Barack Obama did some years ago, and he was talking about fatherlessness and uh, the impact that that has on children, especially uh, boys. And he said this, he said, you know, I grew up without a father. And he said, I was angry about it, but I didn't even know why I was angry. I was just angry. We have a lot of angry young men who are growing up without dad, and uh, they can cause a lot of trouble. We're seeing that in schools all across America. We're seeing that in neighborhoods and, and uh, communities. Uh, fatherlessness uh, boys getting together, joining the gang or whatever, uh, because and, and they have this anger, this rage inside. They don't know where it's coming from, but it's just there, and uh, it is a huge, huge problem. We had Wesley Wildman on the, the broadcast in the first uh, segment, and he was talking about uh, Men of Honor, the program that American Family Association has put together where churches can download this information. They can get guys involved. They can start reaching out to kids in their community that uh, are in this uh, at-risk situation that are growing up without a dad, and they can step in the gap and stand in the gap to make a difference. Here are some of the statistics that I found from the U.S. Department of Justice. This is from 2016. This is what they say, the stats, uh, about children growing up in fatherless homes. 63% of suicides among young people come from kids growing up in fatherless homes. They're much more likely, if you grow up without a father, much more likely to live below the poverty line. 90% of runaways come from fatherlessness, uh, fatherless homes. 85% of children that exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts. 70% of juveniles in detention, fatherless homes. 75% of adolescents in substance abuse centers don't have a dad at home. 75% of rapists motivated by displaced anger come from fatherless homes. Those numbers ought to alarm us. And, uh, you know, as Wesley said, the the destruction that we're seeing uh, before our eyes in America, it can all be traced back to the, the disintegration of the family. And when the the marriage disintegrates, the family disintegrates, uh, the society disintegrates, and you have a lot of angry people. Our world is filled with lots of angry young people and uh, destroying things and, and just kind of throwing um, tantrums that, uh, you know, a two-year-old can throw a tantrum, and it doesn't necessarily uh, cause a destruction in society. But when the two-year-old becomes uh, a 17-year-old and they start throwing tantrums that uh, destroy uh, cities and, you know, other people, uh, that's a major, major problem. Well, 1 Corinthians 16, a command uh, for us guys, be on the alert. Be on the alert. Be awake. Don't fall asleep at the switch. Hey, dads, don't fall asleep at the switch of uh, that's called family. Uh, know well, it says in the book of Proverbs, know well the condition of your flocks. Uh, that word condition is uh, panim. In the Hebrew, it means the face. Know the face of your flocks. Know the face of your children. Look deeply into their face. Uh, put them to bed at night and, and ask them questions about their day. See what's going on with them. Uh, see where the hurts are. Uh, Kids won't open up just immediately. Uh, it takes quantity time to get the quality time where you can really find out what's going on in your child, if they're being bullied at school, if they're having difficulties, whatever it is. But know well the, the face of your flock so you can uh, 
you can deal with difficulties that come as a dad who steps in the gap. Mom is critical, obviously, but dad, there, there is no replacement um, for dad. We can have some substitutes that come in and, and help, some supplements, but, but dad is superhero to a kid. Dad is big. Dad is strong. Dad is, is everything. My little grandson, Jack, um, my, my daughter, Amy, stays home to take care of Jack and Travis. Uh, since COVID, he, he gets to work out of the house. But uh, Amy will say, you know, when Jack, when Travis comes downstairs at the end of the day, Jack just lights up because his his dad is there, and and Travis or little Jack has a different relationship with my daughter Amy than he does with my son-in-law Travis. And Travis is big, and Travis is strong, and and he recognizes that even as a little ten-month-old guy, he recognizes the big big difference between uh, dad and mom. So, uh, guys, we need to be on the alert. We need to stand firm in the faith. You become a godly dad by becoming a godly man and by growing in the faith and standing, continuing in the faith. That's what that means to stand firm. It means to continue on, to persevere. Don't quit. Proverbs tells us a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. Hey, all of us guys, we all have feet of clay. We're not going to do this thing called manhood perfectly. We're not going to walk with God perfectly. We're not going to have perfect marriages and perfect kids. We're going to get knocked down. We're going to fall in different areas. But hey, we don't stay down. We get back up. Uh, My favorite movie character of all time is Rocky Balboa. And what did Rocky say to his son? Life ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, about how much you can take and keep moving forward. Life is hard. And the Lord never told us it was going to be easy. Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of trouble. Job 14 verse 1 And Jesus said, in the world you have tribulation, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And we need to trust him, and we need to walk with him, and we need to stand firm. We have an enemy. Your adversary, the devil, Peter says, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith. Take up the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And we need to discipline ourselves as men to grow in the Lord. Stand firm in the faith and grow in our faith. The scripture says in Hebrews 13 verse 9, it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. And so as we read the scripture, as we pray, as we walk with God, we're strengthened by his grace and by his presence in our life and by the word of God. And as we stand firm and keep standing firm, we act like men. We play the man and we're courageous and we lead. A man needs to lead. And the scripture says, act like men, be strong. God wants us to be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It's not our strength, it's his strength, but he will fill us with his strength. As Jeremiah said, the Lord is with me like a dread champion. Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong because I'm trusting him. And he's not talking about physical strength, he's talking about spiritual strength. You know, the Bible says about Apollos that he was mighty in the scriptures. Uh, He could defend himself through the word of God, and the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We need to ingest the word of God, to meditate on the word of God, to let it dwell within us richly, guys so that we can stand firm in the scriptures, so that we can be mighty in the scriptures, and so that we can train up our children in the way that they should go. It makes all the difference in the world. And then it says, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. What is a, what is a real man, a man of God? He is tough and he is tender. 
He has both of those sides. He's tough and he is tender. Jesus was tough and Jesus was tender. You see in the life of the Lord Jesus, when they were uh, turning uh, the, the, the temple and the place of prayer. My father's house should be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. And he made a, a whip and he drove out the money changers and he turned over the tables. He was strong. He was tough. Nobody messed with him. He's, he's Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of angel armies. When the Lord comes back at the battle of Armageddon, Revelation chapter 19, his eyes are as a flame of fire, and he is wearing a, a robe dipped in blood, not his blood, but the blood of his adversaries, and he wipes out his enemies with the sharp sword that comes out of his mouth. And uh, the word of God that spoke us into, uh, that spoke men into existence will speak them into uh, destruction. And the Lord will do battle on that day because he is, uh, he is a man of war, as the scripture says. He is uh, the Lord of angel armies. And so Jesus was tough, but Jesus was tender. John chapter 8, Jesus sees the woman caught in adultery in the very act. I don't know why they didn't bring the man in, but they, they didn't because it was all a setup. They're trying to get Jesus to deny the law of Moses. And you know that story. He said, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to cast a stone. And they all dropped their stones and went out, uh, starting with the older. They knew that they were sinners. And he said, did anyone condemn you? And she said, no one, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Tough and tender, a God of strength and a God of grace. And guys, in our um, parenting and in our job as a husband, if we're married and we have children, husband and dad, we are to be tough. We're to be uh, strong leaders in our families, but we're to be tender and let all that we do be done in love. And when you discipline your kids, because kids need discipline, they don't do well if they don't have discipline. Discipline sets the boundaries for your kids. And when they, when they step out of bounds, you throw the flag and you have to let them know, hey, this has consequences. But even in discipline, we, Debbie and I would discipline with a wooden spoon with our girls when they were little. And we would say, listen, if you, you do this, there are going to be consequences. There are going to be uh, two swats with the spoon. And then we would follow through. It wasn't child abuse. It wasn't uh, done in, in raging anger. It was done in love because God has given us uh, this command that we're to follow. And he's made me your, your dad and your, made Debbie their mom. And we need to discipline you. Discipline your child uh, while, while they're young and, and uh, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. He who hates his child uh, doesn't discipline, but he who loves his child disciplines him diligently. Kids need that. Uh, and so, guys, this is a, a challenge to all of us to be the dads that God wants us to be, to be the men God wants us to be, to be the husbands God, the husbands that God wants us to be. Men of honor, act like men, be strong. Well, we're talking today about men of honor, about fatherhood, about husbands, about men stepping up to the plate and being the person that God wants them to be. And I would love to hear your story of, of the difference your dad made in your life or a man that was uh, kind of stepped in the gap. Maybe it was an uncle. Maybe it was an older brother. Maybe it was somebody uh, in the neighborhood, somebody at church, a deacon, some godly man who made a difference in your life. I would love to hear that story. I'll be taking your calls uh, after the break, one 589 That's one 589 It is awesome to hear stories of people who said, especially guys, this man made a difference in my life. This, this male coach, this male teacher made such a difference in my life because they cared about me, because they, they busted me when I got out of line because that they, they showed that they loved me and that they were there for me. So let's uh, take a quick break and we'll come back and I'll take your calls. 
when you hear this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Pastor, the time has come to make a decision. Will you ignore the homosexual agenda and watch people wither? Or will you boldly proclaim what the Bible says and bring people to spiritual health? Dr. Michael Brown says you have a sacred responsibility to help them. In his article, Pastors, You Cannot Be Silent, Dr. Brown exposes how the enemy is working to make evil appear good and shows just how important it is for people to hear God's truth. Please read this article today at afa.net slash the stand. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. The Ministry of Preborn is the ultimate life support, helping moms in crisis choose life. I definitely would have gone down the wrong road and probably would not have given my son life if they had not been there to support me. From giving me the ultrasound to throwing a baby shower, and they went out and they got churches to cover my bills. They helped me through so much. It was just incredible. Preborn centers are the ultimate life support for moms in crisis across America, providing hope, love, and free ultrasounds. He's 10 and he's my little angel. Preborn clinics are the largest providers of free ultrasounds in the United States. Would you join with Preborn in rescuing babies? One ultrasound is just $28, or five ultrasounds are $140. All gifts are tax deductible. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com. Welcome back to Real Truth for today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. We're talking about men of honor and the difference that a dad makes. Ephesians 6, 4 and fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so we're taking your calls and we're asking the question, uh, share about a time where your dad really made a difference in your life and your experience gr uh, growing up with a godly dad and the difference that that made. The number to call is one 589 8840. We have Mark on the line from Texas. Mark, welcome to Real Truth for today. Mark, are you there? Oh, hello. Yes, uh, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, Go uh, I am originally from the uh, Philippines, and my father, uh, Chinese, uh, had great memories of him, passed away when I was a freshman in college. Mm. Uh, he had no education, but he raised me and uh, well, and I'm a uh, physical therapist and a veterinarian at the same time. So he valued education. So great memory of my dad. But that's the, not the reason I'm calling. Uh, the reason of my call is in regard to the commentary about fatherlessness in the United States. Mm. We understand that there are fathers who voluntarily abandon their responsibility as parents. But right. there is also a big segment of fathers in the United States that 
are unable to parent their children other than on limited basis because there is this uh, prevailing notion by family court judges that they are not capable of parenting. Mm. It happened to me when I came to the United States, had gotten divorced. And it took 12 years before I finally was given custody of my children by a court, by a jury of five women and one man. Took 12 years. In my struggle, which became public and was featured by a CBS affiliate here in College Station, Texas, all of a sudden I got calls from all over. And that's when I realized that there are a lot, not an, insi- not an insignificant number of fathers fighting for custody but are unable hmm. because of this bias in family courts. And I think that is something that we need to give some focus on as well. Yes, that's a, that's a good point, Mark, and I hate that that happened to you. Um, there are a lot of good dads out there that, uh, just like you said, that are not allowed. Uh, the court naturally thinks, well, the mother is going to be better. Maybe she is, maybe not. Uh, it would be a case-by-case basis. But I appreciate you bringing that up, and I appreciate you uh, staying in the fight for your kids. How old are your children now, Mark? They're 25, uh, 26 and 27 now. Uh, Matthew is now a nurse, and Andrew just graduated from Texas A&M. Very good. And uh, you have a great relationship with your kids? Uh, yes, sir. Amen. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, you're, you came to America when? I came here in uh, 1988. How old were you? And with no, with no idea that this is going to happen to me. When I got married, it's our culture in the Philippines that once you get married, that's it for life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah but um, it did not happen that way. It shocked me. Uh, she kidnapped the kids, took away from New Jersey brought them to Texas, and that's why I'm in Texas now. Yeah. I was in the Philippines a few years ago and uh, love the Filipino people. They are special, special folks. Um, so sweet, so kind, so hospitable. And uh, I hate that that happened to you, Mark. Thank you for not giving up and uh, continuing to fight for your children. And it sounds like uh, they are doing great. And so we just praise the Lord for that. But thank you for calling today and and making us aware, and we uh, we do want to pray for dads that are in that situation, and we just encourage you guys, don't give up. Keep fighting for your kids, and keep praying for your kids, and, and being there for them. Well, we have Gary on the line from Ohio. Gary, go ahead. You're on Real Truth for today. Gary, go ahead. Uh, hello. Uh, yes. Yes, I- yeah, I just got back from Vietnam and married a woman. And I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a minister, but I married a woman that had a child. And uh, when she was six, I adopted her, raised her. And then when my wife died, her mother, she threw me away like a rag. And uh, I, I, I've been hurting ever since. And that was uh, 2001. Mm. And I just why uh, uh, men, you know, and I was an honorable uh, father to her. I even uh, adopted her on paper when she was sick. And um, so I'm legally her dad, but uh, I have no, she has no connection with me whatsoever, and uh, it's very hurtful. Mm -hmm. I wonder how I accept God's situation for my life and uh, move on. Yeah, well, I appreciate appreciate you bringing that up, Gary. I'm so sorry that happened to you. That would be extremely painful. Um, I think in, in a situation like that, you know, you have to, Scripture says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. And so you have to just pour out your heart to him and just say, Lord, I have this this wound uh, that that's not going away. It's been all these years, and it's still fresh, and it still hurts. 
And so, uh, God, I need you to bring healing. You know, the Lord is, he is the healer. He's given us a name to call on uh, Jehovah Rapha, Yahweh Rapha, the God who heals. And uh, I would continue to pray uh, for your daughter and just that God would soften her heart. But just anytime you start feeling that that sense of, of woundedness and, and, you know, the every hurt turns to anger. Uh, when we when we let the sun go down on that uh, anger, then that turns to resentment and bitterness. And how that will hurt you, Gary, is it'll it'll drive a wedge between you and God, and you'll start to to blame God for this happening. And just I would ju- just want to encourage you to not do that. Just t- to know that God is a good God, and God is He promises He will work all things together for good to those who love Him, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so keep trusting him. Job said in Job 15 verse 13, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him and keep pouring that out to the Lord. Trust in him at all times, O people. Psalm 62 verse 8, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. He's a safe place. He loves us. He will never leave us and never forsake us. So, Gary, I'll be lifting you up to the Lord that God would do a, a deep work of, of healing and uh, restoration there. Thank you so much for calling. Well, we have Terrence in Ohio on the line. Terrence, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Wow. How are you? I am blessed, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Anyway. You know, I called I called in this morning about something, but after hearing Mark, I I gotta I gotta talk about something else because the same thing had happened to me, where I have three sons early in their lives. They were all under ten years of age. Me um, to a divorce, which I fought, 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 and of course I I lost. Um, but I missed out on the growing up years, their teenage years. All three of my sons now are adults, and I am still their father. I will always be their father. It is my responsibility to be the best father that I can be, no matter what age they are. And for all the dads that are out there, even if you have not had any contact with your children, that doesn't mean that you're no longer their father. You are still their father and you should always try to be their father and be a part of their life in whatever capacity that might be. Amen. That's a good word, Terrence. And and kids, you know, even even your kids as they grow older, they still need their dad. They just need him in a different way. They, you know, you, your parenting shifts as your kids age, and you go from uh, you know the the commander to the to the uh, coach to the consultant. And uh, as your kids are older, you're kind of a consultant, and you only uh, add in your two cents when they ask for it. Uh, you don't try and control their lives, but they need to know that you're there. They need to know that you love them, and uh, that makes all the difference in the world. I appreciate you saying that because uh, guys need to be encouraged, and they need to know. I mean, here I am. I'm 59 years old. My dad's been gone for a number of years, but uh, I needed my dad until the day he died. I needed to know that he was proud of me and to know that he was there for me. I enjoyed talking to him and, and bouncing things off of him. Dad, what do you think about this? What do you think about that in that consulting role? And so, uh, guys, don't, don't lose heart. And even if your, your son or your daughter is giving you the stiff arm uh, because of some hurt, make sure that uh, if you have hurt them, apologize for that hurt. Um, make amends as best you can. If they're not talking to you, write them a note and let them know and take full responsibility for things that you might have done to them when they were younger that really hurt them. And uh, do all you can in the Lord to restore that relationship. The Bible says, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. And God will bless you for that. And he will use that. Just keep trusting him. Um, David said, I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Well, we have Steve from Tennessee on the line. Steve, welcome to Real Truth for Today. 
Uh, yes, this is Steve. I, I run a uh, inner city ministry. We teach little inner city boys without fathers how to cut grass and do leaves, and we take them to church on Sundays. I've been doing it for 22 years, and we've had a lot of success. We deal with the roughest part of society, the gang-infested areas. But the key to it all is catching them at six, seven, eight years old and, and essentially raising them. Yes. Um, how do the kids, when you get them at that age, Steve, how are they responding to you? Well, their hearts are still soft. Uh, they're not. They're not. They're not angry because they're just starting to break away from their mothers at that time, and they're just glad to be there with. I have a lot of volunteers just out there with. I have volunteers that work with the little ones to teach them how to work, and the older boys, you know, ride the riding lawnmowers and stuff like that. I've been doing it for 22 years. I'm an attorney by profession, but the Lord just kind of engineered circumstances for me to start this ministry, and we've been very successful with it, dealing with the, essentially the bottom of society. Between one-half and two-thirds of the boys become Christians over the years, and the key to it all is catching them tiny, not teenagers, when it's hard to turn around. You've got to catch them when they're young. Yes. That's, uh, that's a great ministry, Steve, and I'm excited that the Lord led you to do that. Do you have a lot of helpers? Uh, yes, I've got about 40 volunteers. We impact about 25 boys, and uh, we think it's a national model. Uh, it's called uh, Youth Leadership of Memphis, and I wrote a book about it. The book is free, but it tells you how to start your own program. And uh, it's really something. It's one of those trial and error type things. I figured out what worked and that didn't work. I started out with teenage boys, and I lost my mind trying to teach them about authority. <laughs> but I, and I kept, I kept lowering the age down, lower and lower. And six, seven, eight, their hearts are still soft and they're pliable, and they want to learn. And uh, if you keep them in the ministry, and you'll need the mom's co- co- uh, cooperation to do that, but if you keep them in the ministry, they turn into be fine young men by the time they're 18 or 19, but it's, it's reason for it is because you've caught them at six, seven, eight years old. Right. Yes sir, no sir, yes, sir, no, sir flows easily from their lips. They don't have problems with authority because I've been barking orders at them since they were six years old. But the key yeah. is, and, what, and what happens is, I've been doing this so long, a lot of my boys have become, have become men. They've married the mothers of their children. Not all of them, but a lot of them have. And the Bible talks about how it turned the, the fathers to their children, their hearts to the children to their fathers. This teaches a, a kid how to be a father because he yes. sees what you do. So that's the it, bottom line. Again, it's called Youth Leadership of Memphis, and I've got a book I can mail to anybody that wants to hear about it. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Steve, for sharing that, and, and God bless you in that ministry. You're making a difference, and the guys that are working with you are making a difference, and uh, that that changes uh uh, families that changes generations you know when we reach kids young and teach them how to walk with God how to know God walk with God and uh, how to be godly husbands and godly dads and uh, pull them out of the the muck and mire that they could easily get involved in with gangs and things like that it makes all the difference in the world and so um, how are we going to make a difference in fatherlessness in America uh, one heart at a time and so I just uh, praise the Lord for the ministry that uh, God has given you, Steve. Well, we've been talking today about Men of Honor and the program that American Family Association has set up to help you. If you would like to start this in your church, get some guys together and say, hey, we can do this. You can get the curriculum, uh, go online and you can find it, uh, American Family Association. And we want to help you with that because it is so important. Well, I am Pastor Jeff Shreve, and this is Real Truth for Today. Thank you so much for joining us. We always like to close out and remind you of two words, shine and share. Shine for Christ. Let let men see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven and share. Share what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. God wants to use your life this day to impact somebody else for Jesus Christ. I'll be with you again tomorrow. God bless you.